round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Mike, and today I am so blessed to see one of my good brothers, someone who I haven't seen in a while, uh, someone that I miss dearly because we just got back from Disneyland. The whole DDP crew was out there, but, uh, but you know, Joe had some stuff come up, and uh, he's back recording with us tonight, which I'm so excited about. Uh, Joe, how you been? I know you had some stuff come up and you haven't been able to join the trip, but um, how's everything otherwise? No, it's, it's going good besides that, you know, taking it one day at a time, right? Uh, literally the FOMO. I listen. We gotta get these T-shirts made up because the FOMO is real. It was in full <laughs> effect. Uh, I will say this: it was a lot of fun. I know we're gonna do a whole show on your guys and the DDP family's experience in Disneyland. But I really, you know, it's really stunk that I couldn't go. Um, you know, obviously you gotta take care of family and all that stuff first. But I had so much fun just following along in the group chats, watching everybody post on social. It was fun. It was like I was there, and everybody had such good, you know. I, Charles Mary's pasted me into photos and stuff like that. I mean, that was pretty funny last night. So, I, I'm really glad that everybody. Everybody seemed to have a great time. Um, I know Rick. Rick was on some tours. You guys were on some tours with Walt's apartment. I mean, everybody just had a blast, and uh, you know, I'm just so glad that everybody got there safely, home safely, and I can't wait to be a part of that show when you all talk about it because I want to hear all the inside stories i want to hear all the the stuff that i didn't see on, on social media so i'm excited for that show uh when we record that coming up soon but things are good and uh, good to have you back mike good to be back here on the, on the east coast and uh yeah looking forward to uh, tonight's show yeah man it was, it's good to be home you know uh when, you know when i was up in new york i hated living in new york i never liked anything about it i mean listen i had a good career everything was great up there and we were very fortunate to what we had when we were there but um i always kind of hated going back when i was on vacation especially if i was down in florida it was one of those things where i was just like i really want to move down south i don't want to go back to the winter and the cold and um i tell you that the weather in california was amazing i don't want to give away anything on a trip because i said that we're going to talk a lot about that we have so much i'm not going to spoil the boys fun but i will tell you because i Everybody knows California weather was amazing, um, and it was kind of like that heat without the humidity, but it was nice. Walking around the parks was just really, really cool. It had a little cool breeze. If you got in the shade, it was good. Uh, it's the one thing that I can tell you that um, I, I loved coming back home, but it's if you know, Joe, you're down here in the south. It's like a humid sweat box here right now. Uh, I got off the plane, and uh, we pulled out into the Charleston airport because we drove home from Charleston back up to Myrtle Beach, and uh, it was like that wall of water as soon as you came out of the airport door and i'm like oh i didn't miss this in california you know california was very very dry heat but it was a good heat but um it's good to be home um back to work tomorrow i got some stuff going on at work for a couple of days and then uh, i'm off for the weekend i'm super excited because laura's brother's coming in for the weekend uh, he's coming in on thursday night and staying until uh, monday morning 
and happy to be off for the weekend. And I love entertaining. I love when people come here. I love being able to show them around town. Um, you know, I'm kind of like a tourist down here still, too. So we kind of explore stuff together and try new restaurants. So I'm super excited for him to be here and check out. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm very much like being a tour guide when uh, when family comes down. And it's a great place to visit. So looking forward to my weekend. But um, one thing that I will tell you that I kind of noticed, and I'm going to talk about one of the little bit of a differences that I saw. Uh, and we've talked about it before on the show, and it wasn't specific to this trip. But the way characters are kind of around the park, just kind of wandering and meandering and just, you know, going up and down the street and taking the kid's hand and, you know, Goofy's walking around with somebody. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's a very different laid back atmosphere when you're out there. You know, we've mentioned that before. People that have been there before have said that quite a bit. So the one thing that I want to talk about tonight was character interactions and some of the characters that you really want to meet, some underrated Disney characters, some ones that if I if I had to wait in line to meet them, what would be worth an hour wait? Like what would be the what would say, hey, this is a great character. You don't get to see them around in Disney a lot, whether it be Disney World or Disneyland, uh, whether it be Epcot, whether it be you know Hollywood Studios. What would be a fantastic, fantastic meet and greet? Who are the underrated guys? Who would you wait an hour for? Who would your must-have pictures be? And uh, I want to talk about my five tonight. You might have some that I have the same joke because we have some, you know, very similar characters and similar character tastes. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling we might have one or two that are the same. But um, I want to talk about our top five tonight, your top five and my top five. And let's start it off. Joe, who would be who would be a character you think is an underrated Disney character that you would wait an hour for a, a wait time with if you had to see them in the park? Well, I'm going to go with Captain Obvious here, right? I'm just going to go guns are blazing right now, but it's going to be Figment in a Dream Finder. I've said it before, huge fan of Figment. I've seen the old videos of the you know Figment and Dream Finder from back when Epcot opened, Future World back in the early 80s, and I know it's supposedly coming back in some sort of form. I think Figment is coming back without the Dream Finder this year. We're already in July, and we haven't seen it yet, so hopefully this fall we'll, we'll see Figment make an appearance, but that is definitely something that I would definitely wait in line for for an hour He's one of my favorite characters. He is the mascot of Epcot, uh, contrary to anybody who says. Um, but I really, it, it really is a character that really should have never gone away. Um, I know that the ride got a little bit stale there for a while, and it's kind of stale right now too, but he's so beloved. And they put him on so much merchandise and stuff, and, and it would be something I would definitely... Uh, I would definitely put like a figment and dream finder as like my uh, profile picture. That's something I don't normally put those, you know, interactions with the, with the, 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 the fab five and stuff on social. Like it's like, everybody's got their picture of Mickey. It's cooler, but that would be something that I would actually love to be figment and dream finder um, would definitely be something that I would definitely sacrifice some time during a park day uh, to get my picture with. And especially, you know, from the, the photographers, they would probably do some really cool effects as well with uh uh, you know, with Figment and Dream Finder, kind of uh, the PhotoPass uh, crew putting some uh, cool effects in there. So that's uh, that's where I'm starting at, Mike. Yeah, that was on the top of my list, too. That was a Figment was definitely one. Um, like you were saying, the PhotoPass photographers do so many real cool things with the little details. Um, I love it. I would really, I, you know, I would really love to see, because, I mean, you know, Figment's got kind of a, a, you know, a unique kind of voice. I would love to see something with Figment, not only as like a character meet and greet, but maybe something like we have, the t- you know, like Talking Turtle with Crush. You know, if they did something more interactive like that, if you had a, you know, like a, a Q&A with Figment kind of thing, you know, kind of talk to him and have somebody, you know, reading back in his voice 
and you know, kind of one of those video screen things that you can kind of talk back and forth. Um, I don't know if it's easier to get, you know, a crush accent, you know, get somebody to play that part. But uh, I, I really like the whole Figment thing when it comes to, you know, like talking, you know, being able to talk to him personally and be able to get some feedback. So Figment's definitely on my list as well. Um, I'm going to skip to one of mine as well, being that, sure. you know, be both a Figment. Um, one of the ones that I would love to see would be a hitchhiking ghost meet and greet. I think that would be super cool. We love seeing their images when it comes to the Buddha U Parade and around the Halloween time. And um, I think the hitchhiking ghost, you could probably, same thing with the photo pass photographers, probably do some pretty cool, interesting stuff with it. Um, I know they do that now in the Halloween time. Like if you take pictures outside the Haunted Mansion, they'll, impo- they'll superimpose those hitchhiking ghosts uh, out there with you. But I definitely think that the hitchhiking ghost should be a major part of like a meet and greet down there, especially around the Halloween time. Even if it was just a Halloween specific, you know, like around, you know, they, they have the seven dwarfs come out quite a few times during a Halloween uh, show, the Mickey's Boo I would love to see the hitchhiking ghost be there for a meet and greet. And it could be one of those things, Mike, where even if it's not just during the Halloween time, if you want to do it all year round, you could do something specific where or special where you, the only the meet and greet is only at night. And it's only mm-hmm. in a certain place. And you could actually use it. Disney could actually use it to where they could move people like, hey, the Hitchhiking Ghost is you know available from 7 to 9 p.m. like during these months at night. You know, it's a special meet and greet only certain times of the evening in a certain place. Kind of move the crowds there. It, make it be like a, a really special occasion, even if it's not during the Halloween time. That would actually be really cool. And then you could even do something even more special during Halloween. Um, when, you know, Mickey's Not So Scary's go on and stuff like that. So that'd be really cool. I mean, there's so many things you could do with it, especially like we just said with Figment and a Dream Finder with, with the, the photo pass and, and, and the, the special effects that they could do with it. I mean, you could do all kinds of really cool stuff uh, during, throughout the year. I mean, and it's such a beloved character. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't done something like that yet, but uh, um, that, that's actually a really cool one. Uh, but speaking of something that, you know, we haven't really seen, the next one on my list, and it's funny because... I always talk about this when I play golf. Um, I don't think I've ever even seen the character out there. Don't even know if it even exists for a meet and greet, but I would love to see a Jiminy Cricket uh, hmm. meet and greet. And the only reason why I said it is he's kind of like the, uh, for lack of a better term, like the patron saint of like uh, Disney environment, the Disney golf courses and stuff. You see him, he's on all the golf carts and stuff like that. And uh, I just, I love Jiminy Cricket. He's an underrated character. Um, I actually have a couple golf items I bought from the pro shop with Jiminy Cricket on it, and he's holding the golf club with his, with his top hat and stuff. And I just think that'd be a really cool, like a something really different. And I know when I uh, am at the golf course, I like to buy. Like I said, I've got a a tea bag, I got a a, a shirt, uh, and a hat with him on it as well. So uh, he's one of my favorite characters when it comes to the, the golfing merch with him on it. So I think that'd be really cool to have something like that. Would be a, a Jiminy Cricket meet and greet. You know, I'm surprised with Jiminy Cricket being so popular with the golf community and golf being so popular down in the Orlando area uh, and obviously for Disney World vacations. I'm surprised they don't do a similar like golf outings or tournaments like they do. I mean, there's nothing that you know of, right? When they do like marathon weekends, they don't do like golf tournament weekends or anything like that. I mean, that's something that maybe they should, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that would be a, I mean, you you know the area well, you know Florida very well. Do you think if Disney was doing uh, golf outings like they do marathon stuff, do you think they would turn numbers? or get, draw people in for stuff like that? I mean, I think so. I mean, like, first of all, it's not really Disney. It's Arnold Palmer Golf Management. They're actually managing the courses for Disney. They're the ones that are taking in the revenue. But I think if it's you're playing in a tournament and there is, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a, maybe a larger scramble where it's like a, a scramble tournament or something like that where you could charge a little bit more. If you're charging, say, $100 for a tee time, well, if you're charging $200 for the tournament but it comes with, like, characters and other things, 
I think it would be worth, um, you know, their time to, to do that. It's a lot of work and maybe that that company doesn't want to do that uh, per se, but I think that'd be a great idea. Um, I know that they, they have some clinics and some different classes and stuff, but not really tournament wise, but I think it'd be really cool to have, I mean, they, they already have the golf cart. They've got golfing goofy out there. So they've, they've got those characters that they could bring out, uh, plus doing a tournament. So that would, that would actually be really cool if they did that. But, uh, I guess it's a lot of work and it, you know, it depends if that company wants to do it or not. Yeah, you could even do like a juniors tournament, you know, kids that are just starting to get into golf or like a smaller program, Absolutely. even if you want to do the older people. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's something that I guess maybe they could dip their toes in that water if they got bored with doing some of the other stuff. Um, whether it would be a moneymaker or not, I don't know. That's, uh, I don't get paid You can make anything a moneymaker, Mikey. You have people uh, running on roads making money. <laughs> that's that's so. true. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess if you figure it that way. you know, Here's our empty space. Run through our parking lot and pay us. So, pretty much, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much works out the way it is. Um, one of the other... I, I can't believe this went away. Um, I got to I got to do this meet and greet a long time ago. Um, they kind of got rid of it. I know the costumes are there, and the whole principle behind it was really, really super cool. I really wish they would bring this back. Um, back when, before Galaxy's Edge opened up, before that whole you know bot two planet opened up they had the the uh launch bay over there in hollywood studios and they had a bunch of meet and greets over there they had uh you know they had kylo ren which was awesome he was a he was a great you know uh character he was very ominous and very you know demanding and you know he kind of made kids scared sometimes you know he did a really good part uh they would have darth vader over there once in a while especially if you had a visa credit card you could get a picture with him they had bb8 and then they had chewbacca there's some really good things over there but i think the non, the, the most, the coolest thing they had over there was the Jawas. They used to have these little Jawas running around, and what was great about them was they would trade stuff with you, and you could literally give them stuff to trade, whether it would be a pin or something cool, and if they liked it, they would give you something in return. If they didn't like it, they would just kind of like, blah, 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 and they would just run away from you. They wouldn't, didn't want to be bothered. So the interaction with them was very, very cool, and you could have some really cool stuff, but if they didn't like what you had to offer them, they wouldn't take it, which is kind of very un-Disney-like, because it's kind of like, you know, Disney takes out you know if you want to if a kid wants to trade a pin with somebody they'll they'll kind of always do it um you know no matter what the value of the pin is or if, if, the, if the cast member has something better but to see the jawas kind of turn you down and kind of like no this is this is junk i don't want this um it was pretty cool i got to experience that a little bit i'm surprised they don't have them walking around the batu area um now that we've been in disneyland and it was a little cooler out there i'm surprised they weren't even walking around that area you know it was a thing with heat or costumes and whatnot but um but i'm surprised that, that went away have you ever seen them over there in the uh, the launch bay? I haven't. I haven't though. But I actually, know what they are. For not being a Star Wars fan, really, yes. um, I do know what they are. That'd actually be really cool to be a, a different interaction. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, but I, I guess there's sort of, you know, look. It comes down to dollars and cents, right? And it's probably the weather too. I know it's been. If they have in the parks here in Orlando, Mike, it's been it's been pouring here the last like two weeks. Like it's just been nonstop. Right. So I mean, it would be hard for the characters to be out and about. But I mean, I think it would be great. I mean, it's something that they had there before, and they still have the launch bay right at the studio. So it's still something you could do inside. So they wouldn't even have to be out and about. You know, if it was inclement weather. So I mean, but it all depends on you know, you know who's who's pulling the trigger in the schedule and if the characters are around or not. But I think that'd be really cool. I mean, yeah. especially gives a little bit of the old school Star Wars. It's not always the the newer, the newer 
the newer stuff, whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. it, 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 it would maybe be more aimed at like fans like yourself, you know, that, you know, like the original trilogy. So, yeah. And like I said, that was one of the coolest, I don't want to say meet and greets because it really wasn't like a, like a scheduled meet. They just kind of wandered around that whole area over there, you know, on the inside, obviously it was air conditioned and it was cool. Um, but you know, they, I'm sure they could fit it in somehow, maybe even be in, they have that Doc Andor's, that amazing shop, or maybe where the lightsaber place was, or maybe even just have them walking around the cantina. You know, you have Olga's cantina. If you wanted to keep them inside, have them walking around there, give a little bit more to that ambiance and atmosphere of being in a cantina, have them come out and try and, you know, trade stuff with you. I think it'd be pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, it's something that I definitely miss. I, I really hope that they would bring them back sometime soon. Yeah, Joe, what's your next one? Yeah. So kind of staying in the studios, Mike, um, I'm, I'm going a little bit old school here and I've talked about this before on previous shows and, uh, I would love to see this character come back. He was, you know, I don't know if he was kind of like the figment of the studios in the beginning, but he's been out on marathon weekends here and there, but I would love to see Roger Rabbit come back. Mm-hmm. He was like the unofficial mascot back in the day of the studios back in, you know, 89 when it opened in the early nineties. And I think there's still, if you look really close, there's still some, references to his character. I remember when the studios first opened, it was references everywhere to him. Billboards with the Maroon Studios and the, the baby and all that stuff from the, from the movie. Jessica Rabbit. Uh, if, you, if you Google Roger Rabbit and some of the old like promo photos from when the studios opened, I mean... It's just it's a he's like front and center. He's there with the Fab Five. It's like his place, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be. I mean, I'm not a Disney historian, right? But I think a lot of it was supposed to be based around him. Like his movie just came out, and um, he is out there. He's been out there for Marathon Week, and now unfortunately, the competitive person in me will usually. And I know this is like, what would you wait an hour for? And I would during a normal theme park day, but there he has been out there during marathon races or half marathon races. But to me, my competitive nature, I, I don't usually stop for characters anymore. I just, I keep going. I, I actually try to have a good time when I run. I'm unlike most people. Mm-hmm. I get kind of excited, you know, for the run Disney races, but, um, for, for, for the purpose of this exercise at a park day, I would definitely wait over an hour to see Roger rabbit. To me, it's just that part in, in my Disney life, Mike, you know, was, I was 11, 12 years old, it's great family vacations and the studios are just open. And to me, it's like some of the most favorite times I ever went to the parks. And when I think about Roger Rabbit, I think about like the MGM studios back in the day, brings back a lot of great memories. And that'd be something again, love to have that photo. So yeah, I'm going to go with Roger Rabbit on that one. Well, speaking of Roger Rabbit, uh, he has a spot, I'm sure you know, over in Disneyland. He still has the Toontown spend. So there's definitely a ride there over in Mickey's Toontown. Um, very, very cool. Uh, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about Disneyland, but that was a ride that we got to do over on that end over uh, in the Disneyland area. So Roger Rabbit still has a small place in the heart of the Disneyland family because he's still got a ride there out in Mickey's Toontown. Uh, very close to the... Uh, very close to Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Same on the same side over there on the right-hand side. And um, I got to experience that a couple of days ago. Uh, Roger Rabbit was definitely, you know, because we're similar in age, one of those cool movies around my, you know, I remember when the animation first came out. It was cool how they were had the, you know, the real people with the animated characters kind of meshing that into the stuff that was kind of like new technology for way back then. And uh, what do you it mean? was it very cool. It wasn't real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it looks very real when you see him out in Disneyland. So, uh, well, at least the ride. So it's, it's very cool. So, yeah, uh, uh, Disneyland still still gives him a little bit of love, not so much here down in uh, the Florida end, but uh, Disneyland still keeps its Roger Rabbit uh, spinning, and it's a little uh, ride over there. So uh, it's very cool. So the next time you're out there, you can get a little bit of uh, Roger Rabbit nostalgia. I like it. So what do you got next, Mike? Uh, my next one is going to be Megara, or also known as Meg, from the Hercules series. Uh, she was a great character. I mean, she was kind of like the, the hero when it comes to that. Uh, the Hercules 
movie really doesn't get a lot of love, and I, I think it should. I don't know why. Maybe because of the time when it came out and everything that came around with it. We've talked about how that's a real underrated movie. The soundtrack for that is amazing. And um, Meg's just a really cool personality, and I think that would be a great character to have. Um, I think she would be an amazing meet and greet, and uh, I think she's an important part of that movie, and I, I, I liked her a lot. Is she technically a princess? They say yes, because if you read about it, it says that technically she was because in the Greek mythology, she was a princess. So in, in reality, she kind of is, if you, if you really want to look deep into it. Because I'm saying I've never, I mean, I don't ever remember seeing her in a park. So I don't remember her seeing her on any merchandise or anything. And usually those will kind of put all the princesses together, you know, but that'd be actually be a really, first of all, to promote a, a, a film from a, uh, you know, I think a great era, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's a newer princess, right? I mean, we've seen the popularity with, with Tiana being a newer princess, Mulan, and all the new movies that came out. Like, this is something that, like, they already have in the vault. It's like, maybe kind of promote it a little more, bring it out, you know, you put her out there as a meet and greet, and you'll have little girls and families being like, who's that? I want to be like her. And then, boom, you know what I'm saying? It, it's going to become popular. So, that's kind of a nice underdog story there, Mike. I kind of like that. Maybe the uh, the next, uh, what would you say, live-action remake, maybe? I mean, since Disney's doing a lot of live-action remakes, maybe redo one of those. I mean, you can get some good cast for that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, speaking of uh, live-action remakes, if I could just transition to mine here, the mm -hmm. next one on my list is, uh, I'm not going with the current uh, live-action remake for Seven Dwarfs. I'm going to go classic here, but uh, All Seven Dwarfs Together. Um, mm -hmm. I was lucky to get all, my picture with All Seven Dwarfs uh, during Mickey's Not So Scary a couple years back. And it was way back in Storybook Circus, and it was like nobody back there. And went back there with, with Jen, and we're like, oh, I was just kind of peering in. They're like, oh, there's a you know, Seven Dwarfs meet and greet. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this never happens. We jumped in there. It's one of my favorite photos with characters. Uh, my boy Grumpy was there as well. I love him. I'm a huge Grumpy fan. And uh, that's just anytime you can get all of them together, it's a very, very rare instance when they're all together. You can go to you know dinner at Wilderness Lodge, and, and Grumpy will be there and, and some of the other characters, but you're not going to get that full the full entourage together. So uh, I think the, you know, the classic uh, seven dwarfs uh, is a great meet and greet. That is definitely worth the wait. Cause you're not only getting one, you're getting seven, <laughs> you know? So is there any other time where you can get all seven or is it just at the Halloween party? I think that's there, the only time, right? I, I mean, that's the only time I've ever heard of. I mean, it's just, I think it's a, it, that's the special occasion, right? So I haven't heard of anything like during the rest of the year. So right. uh, maybe there's some kind of be a private events or something they bring them out for. But um, I know for us regular people, it's Halloween, I think, for the most part. Maybe Mickey's Very Merry. Maybe that I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I've been to Mickey's, uh, Mickey's Very Merry, and I haven't seen them out for that. I've only seen them out for the Halloween party. And I, at the time, I knew it was kind of a special occasion. So I'm wondering if they ever, you know, I mean, a lot of things change time to time in Disney, especially when it comes to, you know, rules and what they're going to do and, you know, different procedures. So, But that's the only time that I can think of that I know that they're all out there together as a group. Uh, I know back in the early 70s, you used to see them, you know, when they used to wander around Disneyland. They'd wander around by themselves all the time, those big grumpy costumes and whatnot. Um, but I, I would see. You would see quite a quite a few of them kind of wandering a little bit, but um, but yeah. So I, I'm uh, it'd be cool to get all of them together. Yeah, and it's it's funny you talk about like the characters wandering around in, uh, in in Disneyland, right? And it's kind of like a different it's a different vibe, right? Than we have here in Walt Disney World. But it's funny. I as a kid, I used to wear out those vacation planning videos, you know, because there was no YouTube, there was no internet, right? So I just I would watch them constantly. And you'd always see those classic, uh, the classic. Uh, 
camera shots where Snow White's walking with the seven dwarfs behind the castle and stuff. Just walking around, hanging out. People just waving at them. Nobody like running up and bum rushing them. So I wish I, I wish that we had that again here in Orlando where it wasn't like like so secure <laughs> with how right. uh, meet and greets are done, you know. But uh, it'd be cool to have that back in the day where just kind of chilling, walking around. So. Yeah, it was an, it was a, it was a very cool atmosphere to see them just kind of wandering the streets when we were walking around, um, and they had a few of them set up. You know, like they had a Spider Man meet and greet set up, uh, and that was kind of controlled. You know, they had a special area, they had a line for that, and people were taking pictures. But uh, for the most part, we saw quite a few of them just kind of wandering around. You know, just uh, out and about and doing what they had to do, doing their thing. So it was very cool. Mike, what do you uh, got at next? We're almost at the uh, at our limit here. So what do you got? So here's one. There's another one. It's another popular one. It only comes out a few times a year. Um, I've actually waited an hour for this one. I wish you'd be out more often. Maybe the line wouldn't be as long. But uh, one of my favorite characters, completely underrated. I think that he deserves more face time in the park. Uh, his merchandise always sells out really quick, and that would be Jack Skellington. He's my number one guy. Um, I, you know, I love Jack. I got him tattooed on my leg. I think it's a fantastic movie. I know some people are... It's, it's a love-hate relationship when it comes to, uh, you know, the um, the, the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I love the movie. Some people can't sit through it, but I think Jack's a great meet and greet. Whenever they have his meet and greet, it's always a very, very long line. You got to line up for that. So um, you know, it's kind of sad when you got to pay extra money for a party, go to meet somebody like Jack, and then you got to wait, you know, two hours out of your party time to get a photograph. Um, so I just wish they would have him out a little bit more often, maybe a little bit more frequently, maybe some more special events or special parties. But um, but Jack's definitely an underrated character that I think deserves some more time when it comes to being stuff in the park. It's one of those things that I'm surprised that, look, I know Disney's got a lot on their plate right now. We're trying to finish Epcot. Got a couple of resorts being built out there and stuff, but the Villains is so popular. And listen, I know they named part of the parking lots at the TTC for them, and that's great, you know what I'm saying? But like, the and I know there's been some blue sky ideas about bringing like a villain section to the Magic Kingdom and stuff, but that would be absolutely incredible. I mean, and obviously somebody like a fan like yourself that that loves you know Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas and all that stuff. Um, I mean, it would be extremely popular. I mean, the the research is built in. I mean, with like you said, you have to buy a ticket to an after party and then wait two hours for a picture. I mean, like what that tells you the popularity of the character in the franchise right there. So I'm surprised that, you know, hopefully this is something down the line where they'll, they'll, somebody in leadership will be like, yes, that's what we want to do. And we'll do that. Like, I would love to see that more than, you know, they're talking about right now, obviously reimagining Frontierland and kind of, uh, you know, kind of mirror up with, uh, with, uh, with Tiana's, right? I would love to just leave that alone, do Tiana's, but to take that money and that time and do like a, a villain section. I mean, that would be behind Haunted Mansion. There's room back there. My goodness, that would be absolutely incredible, popular, uh, expand the Magic Kingdom a little bit. It would be really a cool thing. And I think somebody like yourself, Mike, a fan, um, it would be somebody, something that would be definitely be a bucket list thing uh, for when it opened up, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. You got one even left, Joe, or that's it? I, I, I got one left, that's it. And like I said, I think a lot of mine go back to classic old Disney. I'm an old Disney guy at heart. Um, my characters are weird. I don't care. I love it. Uh, mine is the orange bird. Um, he uh-huh. is a he is a character. He was a a character that was out there. The Florida Citrus Growers put him out there uh, in the seventies when they first sponsored the uh, the, the pavilion in, in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, that costume is, or I'm sorry, that character is still uh, I'm sure still out there somewhere. Uh, I'm sure they have the rights to him now because he's been on every piece of merchandise uh, for Flower and Garden for the last how many years. But love to uh, have a picture with the orange bird. I have a bunch of orange bird merchandise uh, in my man cave upstairs. Uh, it's something that, you know, I'm a citrus swirl guy over a doll whip. So, you know, I'm always, you know, checking out the, the statue up in, a, you know, uh, up in the in, in the 
in the uh, the sunshine uh, seasons, uh, not sunshine seasons. Excuse me. The um, oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. The uh, tr- not tropical serenade, the tropical mm-hmm. serenade, and uh, yeah, I would just absolutely love it. To uh, it's something that was you know in the '70s. You could Google it. You could see him walking around. I would absolutely love it if they brought it back. And that's something that I would not. I would wait two hours for that one. <laughs> I saved the best for last because that's something that is, that's not even been around for how many years so uh the orange bird i think would be extremely popular in the magic kingdom yeah for sure i mean whenever they have his popcorn buckets or his merchandise it sells out so quickly he's definitely a a popular underrated character that i don't think disney knows they could tap into that merchandise a lot more and and the popularity of him is really out there especially for the older generation like us i remember him when i was younger as well too um you know, out in Disneyland, I saw plenty of places that sold Dole Whips, but I didn't see any places selling Citrus Swirls. Um, I don't know if there's any place that did. I don't know if it's just a Florida thing, because obviously Florida and oranges, and, um, you know, well, that's grow, always been the They grow thing. oranges there, too. I mean, there, there's California oranges, but I guess yeah, it's not as... It's not I, maybe not as popular as the Florida. I didn't see... But maybe I missed it. I mean, I was looking for a lot of other things while I was out there, and, um, you know, I had churros, you know, out in Disneyland for the first time, and they were very, very good, and a couple of different flavored ones, which were which were fantastic. But I didn't see, I didn't see a Citrus all I saw was the uh, the Dole Whips, and um, you know we went to the you know Trader Sam's and had the Dole Whips with rum over there. But um, yeah, I didn't see a citrus swirl anywhere there. But uh, Orange Bird definitely number one great character. I mean, it's something that I think would be fantastic to have in the parks. Um, you know, the one thing we talked about a lot was these underrated characters, getting to meet them, getting to have you know a little bit of face time with them. And I think that if they were to bring any of these back, or if they were to you know kind of maybe bring them around the parks a little bit more, have a few more meet and greets, or have some other underrated characters that we haven't talked about pop up in the parks. Um, if you happen to see them, and you happen to be walking around the parks, and you get to one of those extra meet and greets, take a picture while you're with that special character, and uh, post it on our Facebook page. We have an amazing DDP Today Facebook page that people post some great, amazing pictures, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Time for us to get our picks of the week. Joe, a lot to choose from this week. There's been a lot going on in the DDP family. I mean, you know, we kind of went out west, got to invade Disneyland a little bit, got to check out California Adventure. Um, But but for the people that weren't out there, there there's a lot going on in the parks also. Busy doing stuff, hanging out, you know, just riding rides and putting some great pictures out there. Joe, what's your first pick of the week? So my first pick, kind of, um, it's it's a it's a, you know our, our our brother Dan Rossi here. He kind of posted it, but to me, it was the first picture that kind of kicked off that the DDP fam had arrived uh, in Disneyland Resort. And uh, it says, good times uh, in downtown Disney. Our trip is just getting started. And it's Dan and the Reagans and Kat and, and, and everybody. It's just it's just awesome to see how the fam was starting to get together. It was like the kickoff to like everybody starting to arrive. So I thought that was just a really awesome picture, you know, at the World of Disney, you know, in, in, in Anaheim and not in, in Orlando. So at least I could say they've been to both of them, right? Um, and Mike, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a second one since just the two of us tonight. If I could do a second one. Yeah, I got a couple of picks I'm going to pick this week also, too. As You know, it's two of us, and there's usually, you know, three or four of us. So we'll, uh, we'll give a few extra shout-out picks because we got a lot to go around this week. All right, cool. So my second one goes to uh, Joanna Crinian, and uh, I love this as, uh, as also a federal employee as well. Uh, got the United States Postal Service, uh, probably a letter carrier, and uh, she's rocking her new hat today, which is one of our DDP hats that uh, Dan Rossi uh, did a great job of putting together. And I think it might be... I don't, Mike, do you think it's one of the first times a Disney podcast hat was used or worn while delivering mail in the U.S.? It might be. That might be a first. And I just think, think that's really cool that, you know, she's out there rocking the DDP hat while delivering mail to, uh, to, to our, our citizens here in this country. I think it's really awesome. 
I think that's awesome. I think Jay might have her beat because uh, that's cause, true. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. He was a mailman, but Jay wasn't a big hat person. So I'm going to say she probably was because uh, Jay Jay doesn't wear usual baseball caps. He likes to you know his rock is uh, Indiana Jones looking hat. So um, I would say probably she's yeah. I would see it first. Even though even though Jay is the original, you know the OG. DDP, there was no hats uh, back then. That was their DDP hats back then. Well, there no, there was Disney Bad podcast hats back then. And All I think right. Me, Jay, and Justin were the only three that have it. So I will definitely give her credit for uh, the first ever delivery with a DDP hat. I'm going to say that's I, for sure. That's so. awesome. So yeah, so uh, Dan and Joanna get my picks of the week. Very cool. Great. Mike, what do you got? Uh, my first pick is going to go to Eddie Middlebrook. And Eddie, Middle, Eddie Middlebrook said he rode Tron tonight for the first time. We loved it. Awesome ride. I loved it. I thought it was great. Joe, you and I rode it together, as a matter of fact. Yep. In a surprise turn of events, my son chose to ride with me versus mom. Uh, day was made. My submission for pick of the week. Uh, Eddie, definitely great pick. I'm, it's nice when your son picks you. Uh, I have two daughters, and they never pick their dad. It's always mommy, mommy, mommy. So uh, when, when your son gets to pick you, very, very cool. That is definitely my pick of the week. So nice. I, you know what's I, funny? It's not- Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead, Mike. You got one no, more. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. No, I was just saying real quick about the Tron. I have a very good friend of mine from college who's actually in Walt Disney World right now as we're recording this, and he rode Tron. Him and his uh, wife and his three sons rode Tron for the first time tonight, and they absolutely had a blast. They got to do it at night like we did. We got to do it during mm-hmm. the you know, light time, and we got to do it uh, at nighttime, and they absolutely loved it. You know, it was a little short. They said the same thing, but they loved the launch. They loved the riding position. And uh, they said it's like their new favorite ride in the Magic Kingdom. So that's awesome when we see uh, you know our DDB fam, and also my, my friends from college, and you know growing up uh, enjoying a new attraction with their family. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, my next pick of the week is going to go to another one of our Disney family, and it's going to go to Adam Carter. And you know, anytime you post anything Star Wars, you always got my heart. Uh, Adam Carter's got a picture, one of his favorite pictures from his recent trip, and it's the AT-AT looking in the background. And, um, the, well, the AT-AT or the AT-AT, however you like to say it. I know Star Wars people always go back and forth on the proper pronunciation of that. But um, super cool pick, and I uh, said it almost looks like it's smiling, and they always do. They're some of the coolest Star Wars vehicles out there ever, and I love them, and that's a great pick. And Adam, you have my other pick of the week yeah man even as even as a star wars fan i think those things are pretty cool <laughs> i mean so i mean it's just uh, the imagination that came up with that when they were designing those is, is pretty cool so yeah but yeah great and picks I, this week a lot to choose from yeah i didn't get to see that there was no well there was in rise of the resistance but there's none on the outside facade of star tours like there was over in, in disney world so that that would be one of my favorite things in star Wars and in star wars ride over in Disney World. You have the AT-AT there as well, too. So um, don't get that in Disneyland. But like I said, we'll do a whole nother show on that. I don't want to spoil the boys' thunder and talk about you know the differences between the stuff because, boy, there's a lot. And I am super excited to talk about all the stuff that happened during the trip. Um, but without getting into details of the trip, because I know we're saving that for when the boys come back, I just want to, since this is really the first show that's going to drop, you know, pretty much since the trip's kind of been winding down, people are starting to come back. Uh, Justin's still in Hawaii, and, and uh, Dan is actually finishing his weekend California, doing some stuff around up and down the coast, checking out some areas. Um, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank everybody who came on the trip. I mean, it was a great trip. Um, we've done a, quite a few. We've done a few of these DDP trips in the past before. Um, it's the families getting together, the children playing together like cousins, like they like they knew each other forever, just kind of going off and doing their own thing. Um, it's something that's supposed to. It's really special, and until you actually get to see it and witness it, it's um, it's a pretty remarkable thing. Um, I had an absolute blast. I loved meeting so many people for the first time. It was nice being out on the West Coast and seeing our West Coast family. Um, you know, these trips we've done pretty much on the East Coast the last few times in the Halloween Horror Nights. We get to see all of our typical, usual East Coast family. And it was nice we get to go out there and kind of play in their playground a little bit. Um, you know, getting to see the Smiths and getting to see um, so many people out there that, that have been 
been with us for such a long time, but such great supporters, and to be able to you know break bread with them, share a ride with them, and you know get to spend a couple moments and take some pictures, I think was absolutely amazing. Um, like I said, we're gonna get into more details about how the trip was, some of the stuff we got to do, didn't do, likes, differences, the whole bit. But um, but until then, I, you know, until the boys come back, we're gonna kind of keep that on the back burner. Like I said, I don't want to you know ruin that thunder. Um, but if you if you if you're looking to go on a trip, I'm gonna give a little plug to Way With Me Travel. We have the Halloween Horror Nights trip coming up in a few weeks, or actually a couple of months. Um, you know, September 13th through the 17th. If you're still interested in going on that, I can't wait to go on that. I'm my my bags are staying packed. I got everything ready to go. I can't wait. I know Joe, you're gonna be down there. Um, yep. That's so much fun. Uh, 18 and older kind of trip. So we don't want to bring the little ones on that one. It can get kind of scary. We can get a little bit. Uh, it's pretty adultish on that one. I know a we have rowdy. a great group. <laughs> a little rowdy. A little rowdy. Yeah, it can get a little bit on the raucous side. Plus, you know, if if the kids can be a little squeamish, it's probably not the best thing to do. And um, we know we love Jacob more going through the houses and um you know sometimes dude, nothing language... phases that guy nothing phases him dude. <laughs> dude if he was in our profession he'd be the shield guy every time dude. oh absolutely 100 percent. he uh yeah he's he's definitely uh if you have there's certain things you got to check off your bucket list in life and going through a haunted house with jacob moore is probably definitely on the top absolutely of your list. So, so if you haven't done that that's definitely an experience i'm gonna leave it at that because this is a kid show um you know we, we like to cater to our children so i'm not gonna get too many details but if you could ever get the opportunity to go through a haunted house, it's definitely worth the trip. So if you guys want to come down for Halloween Horror Nights, contact uh, Justin and Away With Me Travel or Dan and Away With Me Travel. Look at you all set up. There's plenty of room to go. There's plenty of screams to go around. There's plenty of stuff to, to do. Um, I have a blast. Um, I, I, oh, and just on another side note, I was called upon quite a few times during this trip because the thermostats were terrible at the Disneyland hotels. And when everyone got back to their rooms, the rooms were piping hot. So when they asked me to, um, you know, give them a tip on how to make their room a little bit colder, uh, a lot of rooms were left cold when uh, when they left the Disneyland hotel because I, I kind of <laughs> gave them a little bit of a hint on how to uh, adjust the thermostat the proper way. And, and um, you know, it might not be the most cost-effective way for Disney when it comes to that. It might be a little bit colder than they, they want you to have the room to be. But, um, but yeah, even my wife said, you got to do something with this thermostat because it is way too hot in here. And um, But, yeah, we made some adjustments, and um, some very people were very happy. As a matter of fact, the thermostat that's in the rooms in Disneyland was the same ones that's in the room in Hawaii. And Justin sent me a picture, and he was very happy that he was able to... Um, Adjust his temperature accordingly, so because uh, his room was pretty hot down there in Disney and uh, Alani as well. So uh, so he's all set up down there, and um, I'm I'm super fo- I'm super looking forward to seeing everybody down for Halloween Horror Nights. We're gonna have a great crew. Um, you know, I'm rooming with uh, with Dan and with uh, with Justin and Katie again. So uh, it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Joe, I know you're looking forward to that this this year too as well. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to crashing that party because we had a blast last year. Um, I know I'm actually cutting a work trip short that week to get down to Halloween Horror Nights uh, to hang out with you guys. So that was a, that was a blast. So speaking of Justin real quick, I don't know if you saw, but there's like a hurricane really close to Hawaii. So Justin, <laughs> stay safe, man. Uh, I was getting alerts. I have, uh, and I'm sure Mike, you do now living in the Southeast. I got the, the special hurricane trackers, on my phone, and I, mm-hmm. I get the Pacific alerts too, along with the Atlantic. And um, I saw it was like, oh, there's a you know hurricane outside of Hawaii. I'm like, oh my goodness. So uh, Justin, stay safe, brother, uh, if you get this. But the one thing I want to circle back, Mike, was you talked about you know you giving a plug to Justin, Justin and Dan and Jamie and all the the uh, travel agents that away with 
away with me travel. Say that uh, fast three times. <laughs> they put a lot of work into this Disneyland trip. And I'll say this as somebody who was not able to go. Justin was my travel agent and you know, took care of a lot of the things when I was not able to go and we had some stuff going on here. And it does make a difference, guys. We're all able to make reservations, right? But to have that, that service, like Justin just like took care of me and like just the, taking care of the reservations, canceling the rooms, like... Um, it was just, it was really helpful. So if you guys are thinking about a trip, you know, uh, give them a give them a call or an email. Um, they were really helpful. And kind of just backing off on that, Mike, I, I just want to say again, you know, um, I did put out the little video. I was really sad. I was not able to go. Jen was upset that we couldn't go. Um, but I did have there was a lot of you guys that reached out to me privately. And uh, it was just really cool um, to see, like, the I guess the effect that like this show had has on me, whatever. And um, I just can't say thank you guys enough for just, just you know, even a few lines of, hey, Joe, we're going to miss you and all that stuff. It really meant a lot to me. And it made missing this trip a little bit easier if there's a, such a thing, Mike, right? I mean, the FOMO was real, but just the fact that, mm -hmm, like, you know, mm -hmm. people reached out. And I wasn't looking for that. And they just did it. And it was really, really nice. So thank you guys to everybody who reached out to me. And again, I want to say publicly, thank you again to Justin and Dan. They really took care of me, taking care of, like, the cancellations and stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, he's a brother. So, um, you know. Uh, looking forward to Halloween Horror Nights down in Orlando. Uh, again, like I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to those uh, houses. Like I am the opposite of Jacob, so it's like I'm kind of grabbing onto like the back of Mike's shirt or everybody's shirt. So I'm not the best one. So if you want to see somebody really get scared, uh, believe it or not, yeah, I don't do that really well. So, but uh, the one thing I do well is uh, transition. So Patreon, stand by. You guys are on deck. Very cool. I'm excited. Yeah, and if you guys are even on the fence about going, just contact us. We'll get you a quote. We'll get you set up. We'll get you out there. We'd love to see you. Have a blast with us. And until next time, we will see you guys real soon. Have a good night. See you guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder and that's a wrap.